Like, could we create a team? Could we use uh, contract workers? Could we build a, a staff and, and, and really give value to the churches that we serve and, and actually take some of that off their plate and give them like this team of professionals to work with that they couldn't afford to hire on site? Well, hey, everyone, welcome back to the Social Media Church podcast. I'm your host, Aaron Magnuson, joined today by somebody I just met. I've followed for a long time, but just met, really excited to interview them. And they're also going to be one of the contributing speakers at our conference, our first ever Social Media Church conference. We are really excited to have Seth Muse on the podcast. Seth, joining us from Texas, welcome. Hey, thanks for having me, Aaron. I really appreciate it, man. I've Longtime listener of this podcast. This has been a real, this is a real treat for me to be able to come on. Yes. And we're really glad to have you. We're really glad to have you contributing to our first ever social media church conference. And if you haven't seen anything about that, you can head to socialmedia.church slash conference and find out everything that we have going on. Uh, we've been running this podcast for a long time and Seth has actually been running his podcast. We were just talking about it for a long time as well. Uh, back in 2014, he launched the Seminary of Hard Knocks podcast and he just continued to make content. And so for us, we felt like, man, this is a natural time where we need to compile all of the years that we've been running our podcast and make a conference out of it. So we're really excited to give that to you. Seth is contributing to the first ever podcast, but we want to talk about everything that's going on in Seth's world. And if you haven't met him like myself, uh, I want to introduce you to him and just kind of hear all the things that he has going on, the things that he's working on, the ways that he's benefiting the church and his team. Uh, I, I'm just excited for you to hear what he founded. Uh, really cool things that are happening in the church, new concepts that we've never thought about before and uh, new lenses that we're looking at uh, just the church team and the ministry team through. Uh, so Seth, do you want to just maybe introduce yourself, let them know a little bit about your journey in ministry, all the things you've done, and then let's talk about what you're currently doing. Sure. Yeah. Um, I've been in ministry for about 20 years now wow. uh, working in the church space and just recently struck out on my own to start my own company to help the church. Yes. And, uh, I was a youth pastor for like 17 years and then I was in communications for about five and it's just kind of, um, branched off from there into uh, what we're doing now. And uh, I went to- What was that transition like from youth ministry to communicate? How did that happen? Oh, man, well, it's like when you're in youth ministry, you got to stay up on all the cutting edge stuff. So you yes. kind of feel, you feel the culture hitting you all the time because you're dealing with students. And so I was always like, oh, there's a new platform called Instagram. We got to check yes. that out. You know, there's a new platform called Facebook or YouTube when those came out. Um, you know, I've been doing this for a while. And so trying to stay like, where are- my kids talking and where can I get at them when I don't have to leave and leave my office. So yes. it was always a, a draw for me. And then I was always like making the graphics and editing the videos right. and doing that sort of th stuff anyway. Um, and then I was like also leading worship because I, you know, play the guitar and lead worship and lead the band. And I've been in bands and just do all kinds of stuff for youth ministry. Cause you know, if you ever met a youth pastor or been a youth pastor, like you're, you're kind of the only one on, yeah, on, yeah. on the team. You got to do everything most of the time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, unless you're fortunate enough to have staff and interns or, yes. you know, assistants or somebody helping you out volunteers. Uh, but you just kind of pick all that up. And then w later in life, as you go, I'm kind of done being a youth pastor. 
Yep. What started to happen was I just was like, I really enjoy this side of things. And I see the church needing more digital strategy. I need more social media. We need to kind of know what we're doing on social. It can't just be about totally, you know, some of the stuff we were posting, like, Hey, come to this thing or look at what yes. this kid ate in our service last night, you know, totally. whatever it was. So we, we, we were, it just kind of became a thing. I started noticing that. Um, in fact, one of our other speakers at the conference, Dave Shrine, a big mm. influence on my life. I discovered his church marketing sucks part podcast yes, and yes. started listening to that. And I was like, wait, people do this as at only this like digital right. communication type stuff for a living. Yeah. Uh, and churches were starting to hire for it. So I actually left the church for about a year and jumped mm. into marketing in, in the secular world and market was a marketing manager for a small acrylic company and just kind wow, of, that's awesome. While I was you want to give them a shout out, Seth, you want to give them a shout out? Yeah. Hey, what's up? Wong acrylic. Nice. <laughs> you know, uh, Wong acrylic based in Taiwan. I got to travel to Taiwan. It was great. Wow. That's in incredible. York, Atlanta, and, uh, do shows and things like that where we just look at our fine acrylics. Wow. That's <laughs> incredible. But you learned about digital marketing through that experience. Yeah. And that makes perfect sense. What you're saying about youth ministry, you're doing all this stuff online, you're exploring the new platforms and really this mm -hmm. digital age came in and, oh man, we can't just communicate in our buildings and via print. Like there's this whole new digital space right. that a lot of church communications at that time didn't have the understanding of how do we actually talk in these spaces and so that that is actually more of a natural transition uh, than what i would have thought so you left the church for a year and then how did you get back into the church man i i always intended i think to come back to, into the church i i needed some experience in yes. in marketing and you know in the church world it's really tough to get a job that you've never had before right um, and that's hard anywhere, but in the church world, they want like five to 10 years experience for you to be entry level on most yes. things. So it was like really difficult to, to get in that, get my foot in the door in that space. And a lot of churches weren't offering that job unless it was like a huge church, you know, and then yes. they wanted the guy who had run his own agency for a while. So it was just starting to take off as like that being a role in the church. And so in about a year's time at this company, I found a small part-time kind of gig at a church doing just social media and a website. And, uh, and then uh, I had started to launch like my own copywriting company. Oh, wow. And I was copywriting just freelance. And so I was like, well, let's leave this marketing thing and start building my own thing. And, and so it kind of transitioned from that to I got a job at a bigger church, became a communication director and just kind of developed all the other things you've talked about, seminary hard knocks. And that's kind of yes. where the idea for church comm team came from, which is what I'm doing now. So it's been kind of a crazy journey, you know, hopping yes. from one to the next, but I'll tell you this, I love being my own boss, man. It's yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And you got a sweet setup there in the office. You got probably some of the guitars that you used to play and maybe you still do play them. I don't know. Yeah, sometimes. Yeah. Not, not much, no need, but they're great decoration. That's right. Yeah. You don't ever uh, play a tune on the Seminary of Hard Knocks podcast, do you? No, not yet. Okay. Not but every, <laughs> you know, it's always on the table. You know, yeah, that's right. It, it could always be on the table. But you, you were letting me know that you started that podcast back in 2014. Uh, where, what inspired, and you kind of alluded to this earlier, what inspired you to start the podcast or even think, hey, I should do that? Because that really is, this podcast was started, we just interviewed DJ Chuang. DJ started this podcast in 2013. Yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, these two, our two podcasts, uh, very long running, still going. Mm -hmm. uh, and obviously, and we're still having the conversation 
you should start a podcast in 2021. That would be a yeah. good use of your time and a good strategy. What yeah. prompted you to start way back in 2014 and kind of what's the journey been like of keeping that going? What have you seen? What's it been like? Yeah, well, um, actually, I, I started a blog. Okay, yes. And I yes. was meeting with a friend of mine who is also, he's a marketing guy and he's an ex-youth pastor. Okay. And he, he started to tell me like, you know what you should do, Seth? You should start a podcast. And I was like, why? And he goes, well, think about it. For the last 15 to 20 years, 17 years or so, you have spoken every week for a living. Like you've been a presenter. And he said, I was the same way. Somebody said this to me, so I'm gonna say it to you. Get in a room, put up a mic and record uh, and talk about something you're passionate about and see yeah. what happens. That's what I did. I had my first three episodes recorded in about 30, 45 minutes. Wow. And he was like, I've, I've loved it. It's been a great way to connect. And so I was like, all right, I'll try that. So I started looking around and like, I was trying to answer questions that were coming up in the church communications, Facebook group oh, yeah. at the time only had about 1500 people in it. That's crazy. And That's crazy. Like, way back in 2014. Yeah. Yeah. And so I was getting to know people, you know, like some of the people now who, who like make stuff, you know, yes. like Kenny and, uh, Wes Gay and, you know, Rob Lauder, just people that you're in you know, meals and like in you and, and, yeah. and there's just people in there uh, that were, you know, at, there were people asking questions and yep. there were people giving advice and it was a small knit group, you know, it was, worked, worked pretty good, you know, at the time. And so I would just go answer questions and ask questions. And from there I was like, literally I just comb through those groups and ask and see what people were asking. And I'd go yes. make a podcast about it. Yes. Cause and you, you had the experience, you had the answers, you knew the, uh, you knew what was going on or at least had something to contribute to the conversation. And yeah, and that's, that's incredible. And I honestly sometimes just share what I, what somebody else had said, like, Hey, here's what, you know, I read or saw in this podcast and here talking about this topic, yes. whatever it was. So maybe this will work for you and just started building an email list and, Yes. The podcast and the blog and just kind of went up from there. So. so important. Yeah. That email list you talk about, and we're st another thing that we're still talking about in 2021, uh, just the importance of owning your own audience and, uh, you could lose any of your social network following at any time. And so it's really important to transition that audience, uh, no matter what your context is, no matter what your ministry is, how are you getting people into your database so that you can continue to add value to their lives uh, in a really personal way. Uh, texting is another great list to build as well. But Seth, I'd love to um, transition from the podcast or maybe, I, I don't even know if this is the transition that happened, but you've started, and can I call you the founder? The founder of the church comm team uh, with your buddy. Can, do you want to let everybody know what that is and, and maybe how that even came about? How did you think to do, sure. found this company? Yeah, so when I was a communication director, you know, I was, I was doing a lot of work at my one church and I still had yes. the podcast, the blog, and I was talking to other churches and, you know, I, I'm just noticing that the things that I was doing for my church, you know, a lot of people struggled with because I had a team and we had structure and yes. I'm a think I'm a strategic thinker, you know, and I, I, I like to have people de to delegate to and, um, but also being frustrated with the trappings of being on church staff. You know, I, I don't think that's for me. And, and I think mm -hmm. for 20 years, I've tried to make that me and that's really not me. And I've always wanted to start my own thing, my own company, be my own boss, that kind of thing. So I'm just having lunch with my friend, Paul Fleming from Church Inc. And mm -hmm. Paul has run a couple of successful businesses. And we were just kind of brainstorming, just kind of talking about church comms and the way the world was. And we were kind of talking like, is it possible you think to start a company where we actually can remotely 
serve churches by managing their communications team or the, all the communications of their church ourselves for them. Like, could we create a team? Could we use uh, contract workers? Could we build a, a staff and, and, and really give value to the churches that we serve yes. and, and actually take some of that off their plate and give them like this team of professionals to work with that they couldn't afford to hire on site. And we kind of yep. did some, we did some research. We tried a few things. We got a one client real early and they were like, we like this idea. We, we know you're experimenting, so let's try it. And yeah, thankfully yeah. that's Oasis church in Florida. Thank God for them. Nice. Um, you know, they, they, they signed on early with us and they've, they've been through a lot of iterations of what we do and have been, you know, beneficiaries of that. We charge them the least out of all of our clients because yes, they're our yes. first, you know? So, um, but it just became this, this, this thing we were like, yes, we can do this. And so then I, when I left uh, the church job to jump out into this, that was in 2019, November of 2019. And so I'm like, wow. let's leave the, 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 the salaried job with benefits Yes. And go out and start my own company and then COVID. And yes. Like, what what a heck? time to transition, man. But our, our particular business model works in totally. this kind of environment, you know, and, and it really did serve. And we, as we grew and got more clients, uh, which we call them partners because we are a partner in ministry. Yeah. And that is an important distinction. Do you want to, while we're here, do you want to drill down on that for a second? Because a lot of the number one, I would imagine, because I've heard this, uh, I would imagine some of our listeners, if not a lot of our listeners right now are like, well, how the, the problem with remote work is they're not a, you hear it. I think they're saying the same thing, but they either say a, they're not at the physical building. And so that creates limitations or B because they're not at the physical location, they're not a part of the team or they're not bought into the vision and they don't uh, maybe understand our DNA. And so hiring out uh, a different organization to do every communication that's such an intimate part of the church, uh, we just don't feel comfortable doing that. So I'm, I, I'd love to hear your response to that. And yeah. you partly answer that by saying, we call them partners. Yeah. And we do, we, we, we don't view ourselves as an agency. We do perform yes, agency yes. work. Like we'll get your social media strategy going. We'll help you get the design. We'll do website updates. We, yes. you know, whatever. Um, but the thing that makes us very different is that we are very personal. Uh, I meet personally with our clients for an hour every week. Yes. We talk through every strategy. I mean, we're interacting with our clients through Slack and Monday.com as our project management yes. just about every day. Totally. Um, they know us. We, they can talk to us. They can, they can actually see us face to face via Zoom. And 2020 really showed us what we could do with Zoom and what totally. also the limitations of Zoom. But we, we learned that there's a lot we could do remotely um, through Zoom meetings. And so we schedule Zoom meetings once a week. They're, they're the same time every week with each client. We put them on a schedule. I talk strategy with them. We joke, we laugh, I get to know them. Yes. I, I feel, and I think they do too, that I, that I and our project manager usually for each site is part of their team. And so we are actually intimately connected. You said the word yourself, intimately connected yep, yep. with their staff in a way that feels like we're on their team. Totally. They know us, we know them. It's not like you, you just upload something to a project management tool like Monday and some faceless person responds and tries to figure out what you want. And then they try to send something back. That's a totally. great service. And there's, I have friends that are doing that, but for us, we wanted to be in, involved in the actual DNA of what you're doing as a church. Yes. So what we do is we focus on two types of communications, internal and external. 
external communications, all the stuff I mentioned, right? It's the social media, all the stuff that goes out. We make yes. all that. We do all that. Yes. Um, and depending on your package, your plan you get with us, it's how much of that you get. We also have a dedicated site project manager for each church. You get your own project manager, and depending on how high up you go on the, on the list there, uh, you might get your own developer and your own other sure. stuff. Um, but I'm, I'm the chief strategist right now, so I meet with all these churches. And what we also help with is the internal communications. And that is, you know, you and I both go to the conferences, and we come yeah. back, you know, and we're like excited. And we remember what it's like to be on staff to go, here's what we're going to do, one, two, three, and then have your leadership go, no, I don't know. Yeah. We don't need to do that. What is that? I don't even know what that is. There's a gap there. Yep. And so we help not only with your process and getting you organized with, you know, forms and requests and all that stuff internally for your communications team. Yes. But where Paul really comes in and helps is he's been a senior pastor and a church planter. So he coaches your executive pastor or your senior pastor. And that's part of the agreement is that you work with Paul and he helps them learn how to delegate, how to use a comms team, how to understand the world digitally. Yes and helps them kind of understand what the communications team is really talking about and see how to work together to achieve goals. Yes. And, and, and that is, is something that we really wanted to start church comm team because of. Yes, we could have been an agency and just do all this stuff for people. But the real issue that we're trying to take to task is this gap between an aging pastorate that kind of doesn't, isn't native to social sure. to digital understanding how to leverage that through the young people that find themselves or maybe not young people but just digitally minded people yes they're in the comm space and and bridge that gap between them so that we're doing uh, the same stuff stronger for the kingdom yes. in your church with digital tools because that's, right. that's the issue that's right yeah so you guys are simultaneously yeah. doing what the communications department should be doing, communicating uh, over the best practices. There's a, there's a comprehensive digital strategy um, and, and communication strategy. You're simultaneously doing that as well as advocating for the work you do with another arm that is helping the senior leadership, the executive leadership, what, whatever the context is at your church, uh, to get on board, to understand it so that they have peace of mind at ultimately making this whole thing move a lot more cohesively, um, which is so important. And often where, at least on the communications end of church in the innovation end of church, yeah. uh, usually gets stuck because there's a lack of understanding, which creates maybe a lack of trust. Uh, and then it, it goes from there. That's, that's really incredible. So how long have you guys been doing this? Since November, 2019. November 2019, uh, it all started. Up, we picked up our first client, like I told you, o Oasis Church. Yes. I believe that was January 2020. Wow. So, what what a time. <laughs> what a time to have done started, that. And we started, well, it might have been like February or March. It might have been February or March of 2020. I think it was around, right around then. Wow. Um, and so right as we pick them up, it's like coming up on Easter yes. and coming up on a worldwide death virus. Yes. And everything's going to shut down. Yes. So we had to adapt. We even like tried to start with this, like, Hey, we'll do Easter for you. And we got one person, we made a bunch of plans uh, just to try some things and it just went to garbage. And, oh, and we were man. like, Oh, what do we do? So we had to, we've, we've had to adjust on the move pretty much from the beginning. And that's one of the good things about being a startup is you can be yes, flexible. Yes. And you can make movements and adjustments, whereas a large church is more like turning the cruise ship. You know, it's like it takes a little bit of time totally. to get things moving in a direction. So That's one right, of the things right. we like to do when we come in with a client is we kind of assess what's going on, try to get to know them really well. 
And then we go, well, here's some things that we're going to do regardless of what's going on. We're going to add you to monday.com because we use automations and all kinds of stuff in there that really make things easy. And we're going to give you a form for people to fill out. And then we actually meet with your staff uh, via Zoom, or if I can do it in person, we'll, 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 we'll fly out there and they'll have to fly us out. But if we do Zoom, we're fine with that. And we just kind of go, hey, here's why we're doing this. Here's what we're going to be doing. And here's all we expect, expect of you. Yep. And, and it really does help get the whole process started to get everybody on the same page. Um, before that, we've already met with the leader, senior pastor right. and the comms team and talked through, here's what we expect of you and all that. And they agree to it. They sign it in the contract. So it's, it's a, it's a little bit of a process, but we understand yeah. like you can't just hire us and then start getting stuff. You know, it's right. like, let's get the system going right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, the system, you can't can't put the cart before the horse, right? And and a lot of times when we're creating digital strategies or we're creating just communication strategies in general, uh, oh, we have to communicate all this stuff and then it's just kind of firing from the hip and there and it's not one, it's not sustainable, and two, it's not effective. Uh, and so yeah, the wisdom of hey, we know that there's a lot of things that need to be communicated. Let's let's create the the structure, the foundation, the building, uh, and then we'll be able to pour all of these things that you want to communicate on top of that, and it'll flow out uh, really nicely. And I know that this digital strategy uh, is. I don't want to talk about what you're going to talk about at the conference, but uh, I, I I want to do two things as we kind of wrap up this podcast. I want uh, to hear a little, just maybe uh, like the trailer version of what you're excited to talk about. Uh, and then maybe if you have, um, learned this new term, a free game, uh, for people who are trying to just better understand church communications, maybe there is, they are a church communicator, uh, and want to get better in this space, just maybe some free game that you could lay on them. So let's start with what you're going to talk about at the conference. Sure. Um, at the conference, I'm going to be discussing how to integrate your entire vertical strategy with your leadership team. And that is how to put what you're talking about uh, as a sermon series uh, in into one place with what's going to be announced, what's going to go out in your video announcements, what's going to wow. be stage announcements, what's going to be on your posters, what's going to be handed out the kiosk, what's going to be handed out all that in one place so that you can understand and then use that to plan things like emails and social media and all the other things wow. that are coming up. So that at a glance, you can have that that open. Uh, we, I'll walk you through how to create that and actually have a template that I'll give away at the conference to start with that um, well, you can tweak and turn into your own thing because this is what we do for our clients. It's like one of the first things we try to get them to do because once yes. they get on this and they start bringing that to meetings to fill out and to work through, everybody suddenly knows what's going on. Yes. And, and there's no surprises and you don't find yes. out, Oh, I'm leading a, a Bible study this next week. I just found out about it when the pastor said it on the stage. Uh, right. We, we try to eliminate that because nobody likes that. No, but uh, major messaging calendars are, are super important. And we, uh, I'll be talking about how to do that. Plus a little bit on how to plan social in 30 minutes for a month. Uh, wow. And, uh, turning things that are typically boring old event posts into things that are engaging. Yes. So we're going to kind of hit a little bit of all that in there, but, um, but That's yeah. incredible and so needed. Uh, and working in a church, I know how valuable this is and a lot of work that our communications department has put in to get these things in place just for the benefit of everybody else who is on staff, who's also communicating on their social channels. And it really just helps right. streamline the thing. So that's really great and exciting and a free resource already. <laughs> the yeah. value uh, is just increasing, Seth. So thankful for you to be here. But do you uh, have, as we wrap up, 
any kind of words free game that you would give to uh, a communications department leader or just department uh, as they think about the future and 2021 yeah. communications? It's, it's weird, but the phrase that I'm learning in my own company that I'm trying to pass on to churches yes. that I also struggled with when I was a communication director is slow down to go faster. Hmm. And the concept of that is like a major messaging calendar. You're like, oh my gosh, this is so much extra work I have to do. And what you don't realize is if you take an hour and, and set this thing up, and then you take an hour once a month to plan what's coming up, it will change how fast you do everything else and turn the five things you might be able to do a day into 12 things you can do a day. Yes. Because you've learned how to do this. And it also, you know, Paul really focuses heavy on like delegation and learning to do that. And that's something else I'm learning, but it's slow down, talk to your people about what they need to do and resource them. And then you actually maximize what you can do wow. uh, and multiply what you can do. Um, and so with communication directors, we're always in fire drill mode and it's always because yes, there's yes. somebody coming in last minute and you're asking for this thing last minute. And if we just stop for a second and think, and ask them to walk through some steps. Um, they may not like doing that, but if we can train our staff to do that, train ourselves to do that, we actually find out that we're doing monumentally more yes. for, for what we're trying to get done with fewer people and less money. And, yeah. and it's actually beneficial for churches to slow down. I think the church values speed yes. as like this 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 uh, indicator of, of quality or like of, uh, of um, what am I looking for? Efficiency yes. or, um, you know, power or, or goodness. I don't know how to describe it, but I've yep. been in churches where because you move fast, they yes. think that's good. Yes. But when you move fast, you often make a lot of mistakes and that's you miss right. things that you could do uh, that will be better. And so when you plan out ahead, you know, communicators really know this, you plan out ahead and think through it, you get better stuff, but you of can course. also increase what you do by doing that. And so, um, slowing down to go faster is kind of the, the mantra that really everything I've talked about here, it, you know, the vertical strategy or even building church comm team, yes. we could have launched in, you know, with that first client in March of 2020, 2020 and gone, let's advertise, let's go. Yes, but yes. we discovered we had some gaps in our process along the way. We discovered we needed certain personnel to scale. We discovered that some of our processes we needed to get rid of. Uh, we just realized we didn't have a proofing process before we hand stuff to the client. And so we increased right. we, we did that actually slowing us down. Yes. But then we give the client a better product and there's fewer revisions. Yes. We're actually going faster. Yes. Slow and, down so, to speed up. Seth. So yeah. Good stuff. Uh, love that. Thank you so much for being on Seth. How can people, uh, connect with you to the, the best place to connect with your podcast to connect with, maybe they want to check out, uh, the church comm team and, and see about resourcing their church in that way. Actually, let, let me pause here. And, and, uh, the last thing, this is the, the PS at the end of the, at okay. the end of the email here, I, I'd love for you to just maybe, uh, one last time, um, we're talking to predominantly uh, pastors uh, on this podcast, uh, church leaders, lots of people um, with varying sizes of churches and very varying sizes of resources. Uh, what what would you say uh, to them about just entertaining the idea of you don't necessarily have to hire a staff member on your team? You could yeah. contract this out. Just kind of one last pitch to for the church comm team. Right. Thank, I'm glad you brought that up because that's that's honestly the biggest selling point of, of church comp team. 
um, at our highest tier of, of price per month. Yes. Where you get basically everything we do um, for less than the, that is less than the price of one full-time employee. Yes. And per year. And so you will get an entire team of pros to handle communications for less than the price of one full-time employee. And yes. that's not even including insurance benefits. Right. Uh, that's not even including like laptops and, and gear and office space. Office and, space. Yeah. And, and, and then you, you think about somebody on staff, all the time you spend with drop by meetings and meetings that you're in and yes. going to lunch and just kind of all these uh, other things that you're doing, or even just wasted time that's there on staff messing around, having fun together. Yeah. Um, yeah. We have fun on our own. You know, we have fun together and we have yes. fun when we meet with you, but otherwise we're working. So yep. you don't have all that with us. There's no overhead with us. It's just complete money towards the work. And, and, uh, you get this team of people that kind of have proven they know what they're doing, um, yes. to, to build graphics for you and do web updates and, you know, help you with your strategy. So, um, we, we customize for every church and try to make it personal, but man, you can't beat that bottom line. Yes, absolutely. So whether you're a team of just a handful or a large team, uh, looking to improve upon this area, we would love for you to check out and can't recommend highly enough Seth and his team at the church comm team. Uh, and, but yeah, go ahead and finish Seth. Where, where can people find out uh, about you? Where can they connect with you uh, if they just want to follow along on your journey? Yeah. Um, if you want to connect with church comm team, it's churchcomteam.com. That's nice. the easiest place to find us. You can find our, our prices and get in touch with us. And we'd yeah. love to talk to you about what we can do for your church. You call us up, we'll send you a proposal. Uh, after I'll meet with you and talk with what you about what you need. And then I will send you a proposal and meet with your team and get started. Um, we usually can have a church up and running in two weeks. So wow. uh, we're fast and, and we'll get things moving and you'll start, we'll start getting those early wins. So churchcomteam.com is a great place. But if you want to look at the podcast, you can search me on iTunes, just go to sethmuse.com and you can find all my Facebook handle, Instagram handle, YouTube podcast, blog, everything is there as well. That's fantastic. Well, uh, you guys heard it here first, Seth. Thank you, thank you so much for taking time to be on the podcast and uh, taking time to contribute to our first ever conference. And again, if you guys want to hear Seth at that conference and hear about that vertical strategy, as well as get the free resource that he's already promised, which is just so incredible, you can go to socialmedia.church slash conference, find out all the information. It'll be July 13th through 15th. And I actually love that you said slow down to speed up because if you set time aside, Nils and I uh, are very passionate about this. When you implement these strategies that all of these church uh, not just church leaders, but digital leaders uh, for the church that are contributing to this conference, like Seth, when you implement these strategies, your ministry online and on social media is amplified. Uh, and so slow down, take time for those three days, really invest and dig into almost our 50. We almost have 50 speakers contributing to this. There's going to be so many great ideas, so many ways that your church is going to be benefited uh, for a fraction of the price, uh, especially right now, we have an early bird, just $30. Uh, so make sure you head over to socialmedia.church slash conference. It's the first ever. Uh, we would love to have you. And we're going to continue doing this podcast. We're in the middle of this series where we're just interviewing uh, and letting you get to know the speakers who are going to be making up this conference. So again, Seth, thank you for being here. And my name is Aaron. I'm one of the hosts here on the Social Media Church Podcast, and we'll catch you again next time.